to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. We're excited to announce a new partner to the Say It Southern family, Renaissance Bank. Renaissance has locations all throughout the Southeast. There's a good chance that if you're listening to this podcast in Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, or North Florida, there's probably a Renaissance not too far from you. If you're looking for a bank that understands you and your financial needs, check Renaissance out at renaissancebank.com or on their social media. This week, we're gearing up for the holidays with a new tradition to add to your Christmas. Meet Kate Stewart, the CEO and founder of Bauble Stockings from Atlanta, Georgia. Handmade by single mothers in Haiti, these needlepoint stockings are helping provide jobs and keeping their children in school. Join us now as we say at Southern with Kate Stewart of Bauble Stockings. Kate, hello. Good morning. Good morning. We're recording this on Monday morning, everybody. So, a little slow. (laughs) You've had your coffee, Kate. I have not. (laughs) That's right. We just came straight from carpool. So, how's how's everything in Atlanta? It is busy. Christmas has kicked off early, which is exciting, but I've never... I mean, orders are coming in at 2 a.m., so people need to be getting some sleep, guys. Everybody's looking for that holiday spirit (laughs) this year. So, tell us, what is a bobble stocking? So this is a tradition that I grew up with, and a bobble stocking is just a miniature stocking that hangs on your tree. It's an ornament size, so it's the size of your hand. And they are hand-stitched in Haiti. They are all needle-pointed, and they're 100% hand-stitched. Um, and the artwork's beautiful. We bring in guest artists to design them all, so they're all very classic. But the tradition is that after all your presents are open, you go to the tree, you get your bobble stocking down, And the final gift of Christmas or a clue to it is in the stocking. So it's a save the best for last thoughtful gift. It doesn't have to be the most expensive. It's just that gift that makes you go, wow, you really thought about me. Give us some examples. Like, did you grow up with this tradition or what do you mean? I did. I grew up with it just being for my mom. It's expanded to everyone now. But for my mom, it was a thank you for everything she'd done that year. You know, because mom kind of pulled the family together. And my favorite gift that my dad ever gave my mom in it was she opened it and it was a piece of paper and it was art lessons. And it was a semester of art lessons with a teacher actually from my high school, but he had arranged with all the other husbands of her best friends to have art lessons together. What? (laughs) So this was your dad's deal? Every week. And they continue, I mean, they still do it. So it's. It's amazing, but it was just so thoughtful, you know? Yeah. Gosh. Your dad came up with that? Yeah, my dad. He is a he loves Christmas. His name is Sandy. He goes by Sandy Claus during uh-huh. the season. Perfect. Um, and he's just really thoughtful about gift giving. And I, I guess my mom has always said that his dad was very thoughtful. When she married into this family, she would see his dad bring out really amazing gifts for his mom. And my dad, I guess, just picked that up over the years. Wow. Lucky mom. And then how great for the kids, too. Does your dad do virtual training for other husbands? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He's in class. He should. He should. That's a big shoes to fill for your husband. What does he say about all this? Oh, gosh, my husband. Well, so as the story goes, when we we got engaged right around Christmas, and he actually proposed to me with an ornament that said, Kate, will you marry me? Um, 
so her life is is Christmas filled. Um, so maybe I would I would guess within 24 hours of getting that proposal, I said, well, when do I get my bobble stocking? And he said, well, what are you talking about? I said, you know, the good, the good presents. And he was like, <laughs> I've never heard of that. So I Googled it uh-huh. and I was like searching. Cause I was like, no, like every woman has one of these things. Like they get the best present, right? Right. And couldn't find it. We pitched it to our friends. My friends were like, no, that's not a thing, but I like that idea. And we called my parents and they were like, no, we made that up. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so you thought it was like a Christmas like everybody tradition. did this. I thought everyone, you know, I just, I just assumed that of course mom got that last gift and of course it made her feel warm and fuzzy. And, um, and since like, since we launched and we started doing it with kids, it's so fun with children because the gift is from you. It's not from, you know, Santa Claus or whoever. And I have a five-year-old and watching her brain think of like, cause we do scavenger hunts. So she's running all over the place. And, and then when my parents come in, they go, what'd you get in your bobble stocking? And she has this whole story around this special gift. It's just, it's so fun. That's oh, precious. That. Okay. So when did you realize like, oh, okay, well, this is just a family tradition, but like, I need to make this a thing. Like, how did you transition tradition into like, I'm going to guess your friends were like, can you get us a bobble stocking, please? Yeah, they're like, you can make some cash on this. Let's go. So it went, well, so 2011, I got married, I got engaged in 2010. Um, so we started talking about it then. And at the time it was like sourcing needlepoint is super specific. Right. Um, because it is time consuming. It's a skill set, Um, and I didn't really know how to source anything at that point. I think I was a grant writer at Children's Health Care of Atlanta, mm-hmm. <laughs> working behind a desk, um, planning a wedding, you know, all the fun things. And so I kind of put it on the back burner. And then I I went to Panama. Um, I, I worked abroad. I got married and then I moved to Panama oh. <laughs> and, ran, and ran a study abroad for, for two years. Did he go too? No, he stayed. Oh, now that's how you made your marriage yes, work. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Bobble stockings and a little distance. Look, look, here's the deal. We're going to get married. I'm going to move across the country, across the world. It's going to be the best thing that ever happened to our relationship. Yeah. That's uh, Hey, that's one way how to get out, no, out of that first marriage, uh, that first, first year. Woo. <laughs> I moved away, and um, I, I guess growing up, you know, I guess the big question is, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. You know, and no, I worked for startups though. I always worked for small businesses. Um, besides children, besides when I worked at children's, I had worked at a bay, I ran a bakery. Um, <laughs> I went down to Panama the first time when it was just an internship. And then I went back to Panama. Um, and my whole thing, uh, growing up in high school and in college is I, I'm a very obsessive person. I get on a topic and I just go. Um, and in high school and college, that kind of took a dark turn. Like I was kind of making some bad decisions and I, I finally came, it all came to a halt a junior year and I got sent to a therapist mm-hmm. and the therapist listened to me for two, two or three days. And he finally stopped and he said, Kate, you know, like you don't sound like you've actually got something wrong with you. You sound like you're bored and you need a job. You think very quickly. If you think as fast as you talk, <laughs> you have a lot of thoughts. Um, so he's like, get a job. So I'd gotten a job and I would just go down these holes. So in Panama, I was obsessing so much over how can we make this work? How can we run? I wasn't sleeping. 
Um, I finally had to, I had to come home. I basically had to be removed Mm -hmm. from the situation. Um, and my husband and I sat down and we said, well, how, where can we find a positive? You know, like, where can we use your obsessive thinking for good? Um, and, and you have control over it instead of having a boss, you know, like, what can we do? And that's when bobble stockings came back into the picture. Um, how can we do this? And I started bobble stockings. We actually went down a very long path with a manufacturer in China. Uh, I flew to China with my husband while I was 14 weeks pregnant. And when we got there, they said, you can't meet the stitchers, which to me was like my, I, I have to meet the stitchers because this is such a personal product. It's 100% handmade. That's not a good sign if you can't meet them. So I came home and I searched um, fair trade for seven months online. And if you ever go to the fair trade website, at least at the time in 2018, it's a spreadsheet. And you're just going through like just trying to decipher what people do and emailing them. And this is all over the world. These are people that don't speak English that well. And most of them said, Kate, we don't know how to needle point. But if you come here and teach us, um, we could do it. And and I'm like, I'm, I was either super pregnant or holding a newborn. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> can't do that. And I almost gave up. I um, I was sitting on our sofa and I was crying. And I was like, you look, this we've been working on this for two years. It's not meant to be. If I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it. And my husband goes, why don't you search needlepoint belts one more time? I said, I have a spreadsheet on this. No, like none of them can do it. Smathers and Branson has their own team that they trained. Like everybody else is using this manufacturer I had visited. And um, he said, just search. And I searched and it's a very, now that I know the people in Haiti so well, it's very random that they showed up on the first page. But they showed up and I clicked it and I was like, oh, this is what I want. I was like, this is fair trade. These are women. It's mostly single moms. The core team now is 107 women. They have built the school for 126 of their kids. We have seven teachers now. Um, It just checked off all of these boxes. And I wrote them at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday and said, hi, I am Kate. Um, This is what I want to do. Can you do it? And they said, and I, and I was super scared because I was like, what if they just take my idea? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Nobody's doing this. And they wrote me back within 15 minutes and said, we need the work. Oh, Kate. It was fantastic. I jumped on a plane, flew down there, interviewed the women with a third party. I am respected. I am paid fairly. David, who runs it, has named two children in the community. <laughs> like, it's, it's everything I could want and more in a partner. So I love what I do. Like, that... So now I use these thoughts, like where I had been in a dark place, I now use them. And like my whole motivation is the more stockings I can get into homes and create this tradition in your home, I'm also creating work in another. I'm putting food on the table in another house. It's amazing. That's unbelievable. So every time a stocking is made, then every time one's purchased here in the United States, then an order goes out or are they just making like mass producing these stockings? So they're making them as fat. Like right now we have orders. (laughs) We are employing 287 people right now. Okay, that's amazing. Um, Tell us about these women. So the way it all started is David is from Michigan, and and he's from this amazing family. He's one of four. Two of his brothers are Navy SEALs. His sister's an ER doctor. 
right? He's from that family. Mm-hmm. And he went down there between what he, he thought he was going to law school. And he went down to teach English. And he just realized that so many kids were, you know, walking the streets and starving. Wow. Um, and so he wanted to figure out a way. So first he started his foundation to start the school. And then he'd start getting weight on these kids. And then they'd drop out. And he asked around. He said, God, once he got a hold of the language. So David now speaks English, French, Spanish, and Creole. And David is your partner down there. David, yeah. Well, he owns the manufacturer. Like, he he runs the B Corp, um, Good Threats. Okay. And he's, I mean, I talk to him every day. I love him. Um, and so he'd get some weight on the kids. And then they'd drop out of school. Mm. And so he started talking to people. And he found out it was all kids with single moms because they were either having to move because they were moving from, you know, family's member's house to family member's house because they couldn't keep a, a house or the kids were having to get jobs to help pay for food. And he said, okay, well, what can we do? Totally separate from that. He got an email about needlepoint belt, had nothing to do with it. And he was like, wait, this makes sense. Women can do this from home. I can pay them a good income and then their kids can go to school. And one of the rules is your kids have to go to school if you work for us. Oh, wow. You can't be pulling your kid out of school. And it's just grown. So once they started taking orders, people were like, whoa, because it's one of the best paying jobs in town. It's a B Corp, which is, um, it means they make the equivalent of a nurse or a teacher working from their house. That's great. So it's just been amazing. And interviewing the women for me is probably one of the highlights of my of my job so far was finding out like, this is the real deal. Like he's doing it all right. They all love David. He has four adopted Haitian children. Um, he has his first child on the way. And it's a good it's a good thing to be a part of. Well, it's probably a good way for you too, your mind, like you were saying, if you want to go back and talk a little bit more about like how you were feeling at the time. And <laughs> Yeah. How did you identify all that? Oh gosh. Well, you know, the, I think the, the therapist, I still credit, like I, I ran into his wife at, at a restaurant one time and I said, he changed my life mm-hmm. by telling me to get a job. You know, it, it stopped a lot of self-destructive behavior that I had been doing for, I mean, in high school and college, you know, it stopped when I got a job and had something to focus on. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw my husband probably recognized it faster than I did because I'm so hard headed. <laughs> And when I came home from Panama, I was, I honestly, I either cried or yelled every day. I mean, it was dark. It was, it was bad. It got to the point I was working for my dad at the time and he came to my house. My dad does not do like personal chats, right? Mm -hmm. He came to my house and he said, look, you cannot work for me if you were going to be this roller coaster. You know, like this is not, this isn't sustainable for me. And that made me really, you know, take a, take a step back. And I called it a hundred days of anger management. And it was a hundred days where I had to check in with my mom and my husband on my emotions. Um, and we got, I mean, I made it a hundred days without yelling or crying, which like in two years, that was not a thing for me. And so being able to come from that and now being here, like when I left Panama, I remember telling my staff, I was like, y'all have been so great about how much I cry. Like, I guess I'm just a crier. I never cry now, um, but that's who I thought I was. Because that's I was so, so interesting. In so, did you feel like what was the source of your of your tears or your like? Was it stress? So un- I felt so out of control because I wanted to keep all of these people employed. We had, I think, I had eighteen staff members at the time. I had 
we had students and college students, bless their hearts, I love them, but they are going to tell you what's wrong, you know, like any little small detail, they are going to, you know, harp on you. And like, I took it all very personally. I, I was away from my husband for, you know, two years. I put a, it did put a stress on our marriage because I was so intense. Um, there's one story he tells, he bought a house while I was, I went into the jungle. I worked in the jungle. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I was leaving. Cause I guess I was running out to the bus. Like I had to catch a bus and all this stuff. So I just left and didn't show up for a week. You didn't see, like, didn't see me on the internet. Didn't see me anywhere for a week. I come out of the jungle. I finally get on the bus. I turn on my phone and he messaged me. He was like, I couldn't find you. So your mom approved that I could buy this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that made me cry too, yeah. and scream, and probably at the same time, crying and screaming. Uh, I mean, just it's wild. Like when I look back, it's so crazy. And and you have to go through some stuff, right? Like I, yeah. It's good to be in this place now, um, but in using the energy towards something positive. Like I feel, I think if I was still doing business in China, I wouldn't be nearly as motivated. I don't think I would be, I don't think I'd be as proud. I'm so proud of the work we do. I'm so proud of, you know, our guests, we have guest artists. They're amazing. So our guest artists, um, a lot of people might've seen the stockings by uh, Dogwood Hill and, and Holly Holland. It's like a pink nutcracker and mm, they're precious. Um, love them. Yes. They're so cute. And Holly and, and Jennifer Hunt, who owns Dogwood, they agreed to do that. I'm not paying them anything. Wow. 10% of the profits of the sale of that stocking go to their charity of choice, which is the Well House in Birmingham, um, which helps sex traffic victims. It's amazing. And I think we'll end up giving them somewhere like $5,000 this year. It's incredible. Um, ACS, which is my charity. So um, Atlanta Children's Shelter is who I support. And that is, uh, it's a day shelter for homeless kids, but it's it's basically like daycare or, or preschool for homeless kids, but they give job training. It's mostly moms leaving abusive relationships. Um, cause I got into this and I thought, you know, having kids was not that hard and you, you just figure it out. turns out it's real hard <laughs> you have resources. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I couldn't imagine if you were homeless or if you were trying to leave abusive relationships. So when I two were there, we give 5% of our profits to them and we're up. I think we're, we're all, we'll probably have given them $10,000 total so far, like at the end of this year, which I've never written checks this big to organizations before. It's never been in my like possibilities. And now it's something I work for. How amazing is that? So let's talk about the artists. So you have, how many different collections do you have? Do you feature a new one every year? How does it work? Tell us about all that. Oh girls, this is getting wild. Um, so our guest artist at first, it was just me reaching out because Sarah Watson is my main artist. She has been with me since day one. She's from Fairhope. She is my best friend's sister-in-law. Um, she graduated from SCAD. She's amazing. And she, and I've always been the art director and I've said, you know, I think we need doves or I think we need nutcracker. And I would make her a Pinterest board of what, what my version of a nutcracker looked like, because as someone once explained to me, a Kate Spade polka dot is not the same as a Ralph Lauren polka dot. Agreed. So you have to give, you know, like your, what you see as art director. So then when we brought in guest artists, I just send them a blank canvas that, that shows the outline of a stocking. And I say, go for it mm-hmm. and send it back. And that's been amazing because the things that come back, our first guest artist is, was Kelly Fielden, who does a lot of blue and whites. And she sent back a, a painted partridge in a pear tree. 
Um, it's beautiful, but what's super cool about it is using a D DMC thread, which is the colors we use. We can actually gradiate it um, to show them which colors go where, and it can look painted. Oh, wow. So Kelly's original painting still looks painted, stitched. Um, so that's been cool. The guest artist, so, so I started reaching out to people. Um, Jennifer Hunt, I was lucky to meet her. So I wrote her, and then she said, go through my website and pick your favorite favorite artist. If you, if you want to have some trouble, go through Dogwood Hill and try and pick your favorite artist. I know. I can't it, right? imagine. <laughs> the talent there is like amazing. Um, but Holly, Holly was there. And, and so I wrote Holly and she's been a blessing to me and everyone. So that, that's how we started. And now I honestly, I have artists DM me. They message me on Instagram. And if, if we have space, I have, we're going to have probably, I think we have 10 guest artists next year. That's amazing. Oh, wow. It's kind of like, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. <laughs> so it's my favorite part of my job. Like in my day-to-day -day operations, I love seeing what guest artists come up with. Sure. So how many stockings do you actually have available? Tell us the price point. Tell us, do you get one every year or is this like you buy, you, each family member gets one? How does it work? Okay. So I say, I always say, you know, you can get one and it lasts you a lifetime, mm -hmm. you know, and, but we have collectors that have been, that are into getting one every single year. They're mm -hmm. all $85, okay. um, across the board. And we have, I think we have 50 designs right now on our website and some are limited edition. Um, so you, you gotta get them while they're here. Um, and People have just been growing it. You know, like grandparents love them because great, a lot of grandparents are using them for white envelopes to replace the white envelopes. And then you have this tradition after they're gone and you'll think of them every year. Um, we oh, have hang them on the tree every year. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's just kind of people make it their own. It's become a really big wedding gift because 85 is that like nice price point under a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. but it's something they're going to use every year. Um, baby gifts, stuff like that. And then we have families that just buy them. And then we have our very special customers who use them for place settings. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's very pretty. It's a hostess gift. Um, we've got, we've got several women that have been doing that and they're doing one every year for their daughter-in-laws or for whoever, um, and getting a new one for their collection. Now that's precious. Yes. Mm -hmm. And putting it at your seat. I'd love that every year, and then you can kind of take them and collect them and hang them on your tree. I, know. I do love that. I do too. You I have my, three girls. You need to get yeah, to work. Yeah, I got to whoo. <laughs> <laughs> I get to work. <laughs> I guess if we're saying if we're saying it's Southern, um, mm -hmm. I guess I I should say I owe a lot of my success to other Southern women. Um, that's been a huge point of gratitude for me. Is like I wouldn't be anywhere without the women who have taken me on, who have said, you know what, I like your idea, or I like what this is happening. Um, Colleen from Fig and Dove. Have y'all heard of them out in Baton Rouge? Mm -hmm. I accidentally launched our Instagram in January of 2018. Like really didn't mean to. I love that accidentally. <laughs> I love that. I do a lot accidentally, but I love that you actually made it work. So what well, I happened? Thought, well, I thought it was like a website, you know, like you could just like make it pretty and then you'd hit launch. But in Instagram that doesn't work. You just do it. Right. Um, they found me like the third day that I was on accidentally on Instagram <laughs> And they said, hey, we like you. You wanted to collaborate. You're like, yes. I didn't even know I had an Instagram, but <laughs> okay. yes. I 
three pages of notes that I took from my call with them, just being like, uh-huh, yeah, that's how that works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I emailed them to like my parents, my brother, my best friend being like, can y'all help me decipher what this means? What did they tell you? That, I mean, they were just talking about like what shows you do and how you sell to stores and what kind of price points you're supposed to have and what like what a collaboration means and what your, what, what your like division of profits are and it, like all these things that like, I'm not a business major. Right. I'm mm-hmm. in communication. Like, yeah. Me too, girl. I get it. But you know, we find that with a lot of entrepreneurs and I love that you said that about Southern women, because I feel like a good friend is going to share what they find with you, you know? And so how precious that somebody would take your company and kind of like mentor it along and now you could do that for other people that you see. Okay, Kate, so these women came aboard and they told you how to do all this stuff. How did you transition from your idea into your retail and online, correct? Yes, ma'am. So we we actually launched, I took my first order ever on the high design floor at America's Mart. Okay. So that is not heard of. Like that's not the woman who who did it is a store up in Chicago called M on the Square. And I like had to pretend. I had to be like, oh yes, like this is how we do, like this is how I slide a credit card. Uh-huh. <laughs> she knows now she's been a customer since the beginning, but um she knows now that I was totally faking it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um and just since then we've kind of snowballed. You know, I get I'd never had an order for a store past July, and I'm filling store orders this past weekend. Wow. Um, stores just hear about it and they say, we want to tell your story. And I love being in stores because one, they are the most curate. We should all shop local because these yes. women know ins and outs of every brand out there. Um, but also they are like my sales force. Like I'm a one man show here, but they all tell my story so well. Um, and I love, I love being a part. It's like being a part of a bigger family. Wow. Mm-hmm. So how many retail locations do you ship to? We're at about 115 across 25 states. That's awesome. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can get them online. Yes. You can get them online and our stores sell them online too. And you'll see me at a lot of holiday mark- like markets and shows usually. In a normal year, I travel two months a year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So tell us how we can start this tradition in our own homes. You can find us on Instagram at Bobble Stockings or on Facebook um, and our website is bobblestockings.com and you'll see all of our designs there. People love to mix and match and kind of see which ones go together. A lot of them go, you can buy them in sets if you're really matchy matchy, or you can just get which stocking fits that person in your family. So that. cute. Can't Yay. wait to start this. Kate, thanks so much for being with us today. We are just thrilled with what you're doing and helping all these women and the children. I mean, it's really It's such a great idea and concept, and we're so happy you're in the South. We're so happy you're one of us. (laughs) Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it so much. Uh, Margaret Gale from May is the one who started raving about y'all. Oh! (laughs) She was my neighbor, actually, for years, and we started our companies around the same time. So I really look to her for inspiration, and it's been, she's always been raving about you guys. She's awesome. She is. We Mm -hmm. love her. So sweet. All right. Well, um, thanks for being on. We'll talk to you soon. Thank Bye. you. I'm so excited about our new partner. I know. Renaissance Bank. How exciting. So great. I just love it because it's, you know, they believe in supporting women and the communities that they serve in. Right. Which is what we're doing and yeah. where we are. 
I mean, how crazy that we both both worked in banking. Yes. <laughs> we both, well, we worked at a bank, yes. I guess we should say. What did you what did you do at a bank? I well, I ended up doing mortgages. Oh, that's kind of right. like the girl at the front, like helping out, like supposed <laughs> to be doing community outreach and <laughs> ended up in mortgage. Yeah. I was I did marketing. I was director of marketing for a bank and I loved it. I loved the bank community. But mm-hmm. you know it's predominantly men, obviously. Yes. It was yep. men when you worked there. That's why I love this program that they've started called Rise with Renaissance. They support women in every stage of their life, and they have programs like The Nest and Girl Talk to help women understand financial literacy and if they wanted careers in banking and even starting a business. I love it. It's just it's powered by women for women. You know all about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you can find out more information about that at risewithrenaissance.com. Well, I have a new tradition that we're going to be starting in our home this year. Yeah. Give mama a gift. I know. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, that daddy... Oh my God! How precious is that? I love it. Well, when you go to the website and read it, you know, it kind of tells the story about it. And he, and basically, it's like honor your mother who's mm-hmm. been taking care of you all year long by putting this gift in the bobble stocking. And some, it's usually jewelry. Jewelry, because it's, that's <laughs> why it's called the bobble stocking. Um, can yes, we please, please start this? But I'm gonna pitch it like, well, you know, it's great for the girls to see this. It is. But, but truly it is because she thought this was normal. That's hysterical, by <laughs> like the way. To her husband, I'm sorry, when do I get my bobble stocking? Yeah, when am I getting mine? Mm-hmm. And he's like, say what? <laughs> yes, for my year of hard work. Yeah. But I do. it's cute with kids too. But yeah. I mean, personally, I'm like, I think I need a bobble stocking. For sure. <laughs> Do you have anything like that that you'll do? I mean, do you have like a, you know, you last either do the last gift or no, you like... No, do anything. I mean, we have traditions as far as like well, yeah, what we're the serving season. and what we're doing yeah. and putting this, this Santa out or whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, we did the manger yes. last year. The giving that was manger. also the giving manger. Mm-hmm. I love that. We'll definitely do that again. Loved that too. Um, although like our manger, they kept filling it up, you know, like mm-hmm. during the end it was like, phew. I was like, I know we're not, we didn't give all this. Yeah. But um, I thought that was cute. You know, we did the turkey on the table last year. I yep. love that. Yep. So things like that, we're gonna we're gonna keep doing. But I mean, as far as like the gifts go, we really don't. Yeah. But I love that. That's what the joy of giving and like this season, yeah, <laughs> is about giving. And there's a purpose behind it. You know, it's not just like oh, here's this sweater that you wanted. Right. Here's something to say thank you, and we thought you'd really enjoy this. Yeah, and I love that it comes from us and not Santa. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. Santa has his own special things that he brings. Yes, and so this is just kind of like, thanks for being a good kid. Thanks for being a good mom. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. It's I think precious. my girls would love the scavenger hunt thing too. Okay, now we have done yeah. that, and that's super fun. We do. We've done that for birthdays before, and my dad would do that with us growing mm-hmm. up, and. Um, and so every year growing up, though, we would get like, this is your big gift. like, And it would be like the, you know, wakeboard or the whatever. For me, I remember when I was, um, this is kind of a Christmas miracle, actually. When I was like 20, I was probably 22 because I was about to graduate college. And I needed like a suit. Remember we used to wear the suits to go interview? Oh, yeah. The limited. That's uh, what I love. I love that. limited suit. <laughs> I wanted one from J. Crew, uh-huh. and it was like a little cropped tweed blazer, and then the big leg, uh, cuffed pants. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's really what I want for Christmas. I like that. I want that as my big Christmas gift." Well, my mom was stressing because it did not come in. And growing up in small town Savannah, it was. Have I told this story before? No, it was Christmas morning, really. Like, my mom always used to do biscuits and chocolate gravy, and, like, we'd have music on, and we'd read the story, and the, you would smell the, you know, cinnamon <laughs> stuff, and we hear, and we're like, who could that be? 
literally like, who could that be? <laughs> and it was the postmaster from the Savannah Post Office, and my suit had come in. <laughs> The day before. And he knew, because he, like, went to our church. He knew that, like, I guess my mom was were like, yes, like, like, Richard, any ch- any, th- any box for J. Crew for Courtney Goolsby? <laughs> I mean, a small town Courtney living Isbell. right there. Yeah. And he, like, delivers it. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's a wonderful life or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wing. Courtney I, gets a suit. Yeah. Of course, you know, Dan, my brother, is totally sarcastic. He was like, I mean, is this happening right now? <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh. My mom's like, here's your Christmas present. I mean, so anyway, that was kind of a fun thing. But, yeah, I, I know. I think something like this would be super cool. Mm-hmm. My boys would love it. Yeah, my girls would love this. Mm-hmm. I think they would enjoy giving this to me yeah. <laughs> as well. <laughs> but I'm, I'm being serious when I say that. I think that they really would like get a lot out of that. Being like, no. Yeah, I wouldn't care what it was. It doesn't have yeah. to be a bobble, a piece of jewelry. Right. It could be like a card for them. But if they put or something a in the spa, there, or, or a, a really nice a handbag, car. yes, that Chloe bag I've had my eyes on. Yeah, yeah that's fine too. But okay, just so we've got to get Brock and Jason on board. Yeah, and then they can motivate the children. Right. Yes. The children, which means we are going to be doing this. Yeah. No. No. I think we have to put the rule out. Like. Because that's the thing. The mom cannot know. We are arranging all the other things. Mm-hmm. This is our surprise. This is our surprise. Yeah. Dad gummit. Yeah, good. Get it done. They're so pretty. They are. Oh, man. They're a good size, too. I love the idea. I mean, I don't know if that can really do a dinner party like this, but to have everyone at your, that's your place setting. I love and that. And you get a new bobble stock with your name sticking out of it, or even a, like a handwritten note, like, here, Courtney, so thankful, Merry Christmas. In the stocking where you sit, your place sitting. I think you should have us over and do that. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> we need somebody to fund the party. <laughs> right. We need an underwriter for that party. Uh-huh. Um, they are so, so, I love a needlepoint. Yeah, and too. they're so timeless and mm-hmm. heirloomy looking. Yes, special. Yes, very special. Um, and I also totally love and, and subscribe to what she was talking about, about Southern women. Kind mm-hmm. of taking you on, you know, and yeah. kind of mentoring your project. Because if there's one thing that we love to do, it's talk about what we like. Yes, yes, yes. And share that with other people. So, I mean. You know what I'm learning too from awesome. this podcast is that everybody, like everybody we've talked to, they no one had a clue how to start. Right. It's like everybody was like, well, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of like faking it until I was making it. And that's what she was like taking notes. Like this company's like, well, don't forget about the collab thing. You know, she's like, oh, what? Yeah, collab, right. Got that, of course, got that, that. Yeah, got that, got that done. <laughs> Everybody seems to be that way. Yeah. My first job was like that. I mean, I remember doing that with event planning. I had no clue how to do an event for 10,000 people. And they were like, um, well, don't forget trash cans. And I was like, right, already ordered. And then I'm like, trash cans. Trash cans. <laughs> Come ship to Porta parties. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I need bags for the trash can. You know, yes, all that stuff all that. Uh-huh. that, I mean, you know, mm. Hey, do you have one gift or a couple gifts that you remember like getting, receiving on Christmas morning that are special? Like as a child. Way to put me on the spot. I know. I, I was just sitting here thinking. Yeah, you tell remember, yours. Let me think. I remember think. I got a Swatch telephone. It was hot oh, pink. Oh, is it, it clear? Clear. And yes. like, your friend could talk on the other end on the bottom of the phone. Uh-huh. I mean, that thing was amazing. Did you have your own line? No, I didn't have my own line. Are you kidding? No, I mean, I a lot of people did. Well, I know. I know Jessie Spano had her own line. <laughs> a lot of my <laughs> friends did. Oh, and they had their own answer machine. Are you <laughs> serious? Yeah. No, no, I didn't, uh-huh. we didn't go that far. No, I had to stand in the kitchen, you know, wrapped around. I was like wrapped around the island, under the cabinet, trying to hide from everybody. Me too. I was like, in the pantry with door shut. Looking for privacy, shut. yeah, mm-hmm. on that 10-foot stretchy cord uh-huh. in the kitchen. 
One time, my mom would do that too. I mean, we had the kitchen. The kitchen line is the one that was so long. Mm -hmm. And you could stand in our kitchen and get to the laundry room and lock the door. (laughs) Yeah. And one time, my mom was in there talking to her friend, Janet Lynn, who she always talked to for more than an hour. I mean, I guess she just let us free reign. I don't know. But Dan and I were at home. And Dan could not, I mean, banging on the door. Could not get her to come to the phone. I mean, come to the door. And he got scissors and cut that thing (gasps) in half. I mean, how he didn't electrocute himself or something, I don't know. But <laughs> he cut it in half. Of course, she came out of that oh, laundry room. Oh, I could not you imagine. No, tan that hide. Um, <laughs> she came out of there. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, the phone thing, my kids are, I mean, they know nothing about. Yeah. Nothing. Um, okay, back to Christmas. Um, I had a, I got a mauve phone actually one year. That is, I got a Swatch watch. Mm-hmm, I remember that being mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, I, oh, when I was little, I got. I really wanted to be a secretary when I grew up. Mm-hmm. Things don't change much. <laughs> I got a desk and some fake glasses, oh. um, and a fake typewriter. That's awesome. That was that was really. Mm-hmm. I do remember getting a Liz Claiborne purse. It was like a little pink Liz Claiborne yeah. purse. Oh, yeah. And I also remember getting my Dooney Bird purse. Oh, like middle school. Huh? Like Get that, that duck on. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh-huh. I never had one of those, but yeah. You didn't? Oh, love that thing. Mm-mm. I wonder where that is now. <laughs> I think they're like back in style. I was going to say, I think they're coming back. Actually, we were with, we had a friend's the other night to do, we did a little birthday dinner with a little supper club. And guess what Jason got as a gift? What? A duck head button down. Nice. He did. They're back. They're back. Now, if we start matching our socks to them, it's going to be, we got a problem, but. Or the shorts. Or the shorts. Remember the, bright, yes. the yellow, the gold shorts? This. Uh huh. Duckhead. Huh. And it was good looking. It came really? from 310. Yes. Really? Yeah. One of the boutiques here in town that we love, 310 Rosemont. Um, they have stores in Virginia too. And yes. It is really good looking. Merry Christmas. Who knew? I know. You can find all this and more on our gift guide coming up in the next couple of weeks. (laughs) Duck heads, watch, watch phones. Listen, that gift guide's going to be good, but it's going to take some work. It's a lot of work. Yes. We need to get started on that. We're going to find the things that are in the boutiques and the small. Remember, we need to remind everybody. Shop local. We have shop shop local this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shop small, shop local, think outside the box. Tickets to restaurants, tickets to movie theaters, you know, mm-hmm. things that once life gets back to normal, you can use. You can use them, yes. Yeah. Also things like artists, handmade things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the bubble stockings. That's right. That's another good gift. That's right. Well, thanks for listening, and it's time to kick off the holiday season. Here it comes. Ready, Ready or not. <laughs> Here we go. See you next week. Bye.